Hey, before we get started on this podcast, I want to thank one of our great sponsors, National Car Wash Solutions, for sponsoring this podcast. If you're interested in any car wash solutions, whether it's equipment, maintenance, service, education, marketing, or even vacuum systems here in North America, they provide it all. So if you want more information about National Car Wash Solutions and what they can do for you and your car wash, go to ncswash.com. Welcome to the How of Car Washing, the podcast that helps the car wash owner, operator, and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast-paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez. Hello, Car Wash Nation. Welcome to this episode of the How of Car Washing. Thanks for joining me. My guest today is Riley Babcock. He's a business development manager here in the Denver area for a company called Talent Reef. Uh, Riley's got a Interesting background. He's done a lot of things. It's it's, it's kind of exciting. Uh, he went to CSU, so I got to say go Buffs to him because that's what we do. If you're a Colorado, uh, University of Colorado versus Colorado State, there's a rivalry there. So I got to tell him go Buffs. Um, so if you want to say anything, Riley, you can go ahead and say it now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, David, thanks so much for having me today. Uh, really excited uh, to chat through a little bit about the current um, hiring landscape today. Uh, it's funny you bring up the bus. I, growing up in Colorado my whole life, uh, yeah. grew up actually going to CU games. was a big CU fan oh, growing wow. up. Um, yeah, just kind of chose CSU as uh, my family went there. And so, um, yeah, it's great. It's a great rivalry there. But yeah. uh, I uh, secretly root for the bus still today. <laughs> okay. Uh, just, well, good. CSU's having some tough struggles these days. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the buffs have been struggling too, but, but yeah, CSU is a great school too. I like it. And you, you, you went to Mullen high school was, was Dave Logan, your coach? He was actually, yeah. I actually okay. yeah, had the opportunity to play for Dave for two years, uh, won one state championship with him. It was really uh, an incredible experience to see the way that he led teams and uh, still get to tune in every week and listen to him on the radio too. So it's nice. Yeah, that's awesome. So for those who are not in Colorado or not Broncos fans, Dave Logan is the voice of the Denver Broncos. And he also coaches high school football, which is really, he, he was a professional. He was the only few guys that was drafted in all three sports. He was drafted in baseball, basketball, and football. He decided to play football and uh, and then after that, uh, has always coached high school football, which is very interesting. I mean, he could definitely be a pro coach if he wanted to be, but he decided to go ahead and coach football. He's coached at Mullen, and right now he's at Cherry Creek High School, I think, in Denver. Is that correct? That is correct, and still winning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah still winning. That guy wins state championships like nobody I've ever met. So, cool. Good, good. Well, I want to talk about HR. We're talking about football, but let's kind of transition to HR. You know, uh, I'm I'm a baby boomer. Riley, so I kind of grew up in a different era, and my my partner and I that ran car washes, we have a self-serve frozen yogurt shop and all those type of things, and it's been really interesting for us to see the transition between the way it used to be when you hired and the way employees acted versus the way employees act today, and a lot of that is we're dealing with a completely different mindset for young people. Um, you know, there's been a thousand discussions on millennials and the next group, I forgot what they call the next group that's coming up behind them, but uh, very, very, very different environment than way it used to be when I was trying to, you know, work for companies and the way they hired and everything like that. Um, what has kind of been your experience and what has employers kind of been, ex, you know, expressing their, their I, I, I don't want to say frustration, but just that, that the world's changed. Absolutely. You know, I think historically, 
Um, the whole hiring landscape was a, used to be a lot more personal and a lot more face-to-face. -face. You could really get a good feel of who a person was um, by you know, speaking with them face-to-face. -face. And I think um, these days uh, with a lot of the millennials and uh, the Gen Zs or the, the next generation that you were alluding to there, uh, David, coming into the, the workforce now are much more, um, I guess you could say we have a shorter attention span. I'm a millennial myself. Um, uh -huh. But so when it comes to applications and things like that, I'd say um, the younger generations are really looking for more of a streamlined approach there, um, kind of a quick in and out. Um, obviously, when it comes to hiring, it is, I, I still believe it's very important um, to be able to meet that person and speak with them face to face. But in terms of that application um, experience, um, it's much more mobile uh, driven and tech driven these days. Um, obviously, pretty much everybody is attached at their hip to their smartphone. And so being able to access things through mobile capabilities and get through that process a little bit faster, um, I think is probably the biggest um, change in the way that things um, used to go. I'm curious to actually hear your thoughts on that as well, David. Um, but yeah, I think that that's the biggest thing these days. And, and also just kind of getting people who are engaged, who are applying, who are actually interested in the position um, and engaged, really wanting to work for the um, company that they're applying for. I think you see a lot of um, applicants these days who are applying with these quick streamlined methods um, and not necessarily being fully engaged in, into those positions that they're applying for. So I think that that's the biggest thing that recruiters and um, HR managers struggle with today is really identifying those people who are serious about the position, who really want the position and then engaging them. Yeah, yeah, I, th I think you're absolutely right. I mean, the biggest frustration I have a lot of times be because you can automatically apply for jobs. So when I was applying for jobs, back before the internet. I mean, you had to write a resume, you had to write a cover letter, you had to bring it in, you had to mail it in. There was a lot of effort that you had to go through to apply for jobs. And today, with all these automated tools, applying for jobs is, is so easy and people can just, you know, you can, you can blanket, you can carpet bomb employers with resumes. Um, and so it is much more challenging and there's not that much effort from the perspective employees perspective. Do you agree? Oh yeah. 100% agree there. And, um, it's like you said, you know, you can go through what, uh, job boards like indeed today and you can send out, you know, three or four applications within a half an hour. And so, uh, yeah, it's interesting. You can, I like that phrase you use the, the carpet bomb where you can really just mass apply. And so it's, like I said, it's really difficult to gauge, um, you know, whether somebody is fully interested and with, you know, unemployment rates the way they are this year, uh, so low, it really is an applicant's market and it's really making things very yeah. difficult on the recruiter's end. Yeah, yeah. And so you have to change your mindset as an, as an employer or as a recruiter to know you're dealing with a different, you're, you know, it's almost like the employee is in the driver's seat in many cases when it comes to, to hiring. Um, our, our resume, so one question again, and I'm, I'm kind of coming from a different, different era, but are resumes still important for people to be able to create? Um, if you're asking me personally, I believe so. Yes, I think um, if you are putting in the effort to create a resume to send that in, uh, it means that you're serious about a job. You're not. You're an active job seeker, maybe, maybe not as passive. And so I think they are. It is really important. Um, however, I think you know with everybody's resume these days, obviously it's self promotion, and so um, maybe you know you don't always get full transparency there, and, and to really get an idea of of who that person is. And so um, some of the tools that we, that you were kind of mentioning with these uh, for. To, uh, excuse me, uh, better uh, emphasize uh, candidate experience, really do delve into things on a more behavioral and cognitive basis, which I think is a great aspect of the new recruiting climate. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think that resumes are really important and you'll see a lot of tools today where you can, as an applicant, upload a resume and it will even 
uh, parse out that information through an application experience. So I absolutely believe that resumes are still an important part of the hiring landscape and definitely something that, um, that employers should still use. Okay. And then well, what are your thoughts on cover letters? Because we would always require, if we were hiring a manager, we would require a cover letter uh, to see if we can get people to write them. And I would tell you out of 50 applicants, maybe three of them would write a personalized cover letter. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think that that's still a great way to gauge uh, the, the level of interest for applicants um, today. I'd say, I'd, I would say in the hourly workforce, um, I, I don't see it as much. It's not as um, applicable, I'd say, but when you're hiring for management level positions or salaried positions, then I absolutely do believe that cover letters are still a great way, again, to gauge um, applicants' interests and uh, make sure that they're, again, fully engaged into, into that um, hiring process there. Okay. Okay. And then, um, you know, it's frustrating as an employer to recruit nowadays. Is that because the speed of recruiting is much faster? Like I've got an open position right now at our self-serve frozen yogurt place. And it's, you know, I've had the applicants out there for 48 hours and I'm a little nervous that they're already becoming stale. What, what are your thoughts as far as the, the speed in which people are looking for jobs or hiring or recruiting? Is, is that increased dramatically? Uh, yeah, I would say so, 100%. Um, I think the biggest challenges for recruiters today are identifying out of the mass influx of applicants that they're getting into their inbox, identifying which ones are most the most qualified people. And so um, I like to use Indeed as an example just because they're far and away the, the highest traffic job board. In fact, today we recently released our, our hourly trends report here at Talent Reef, and uh -huh. uh, we noticed that Indeed um, garners about 84% of um, both active and passive applicants in the, in the market today. And so it, um, it's great. As we mentioned before, you know, it's easy to apply on Indeed. They have great ways to uh, really get those applications in quickly. However, on, a, on the recruiter's end, um, what you have then is just a massive influx of, of employee, or excuse me, of applicants. And um, when you get, you know, 150 applicants in for one position, it's really tough to tell, you know, which ones are going to be the best fits. And so having um, the ability to pre-screen to really kind of look into those applicants on a, on a, uh, on a deeper level um, and understand which ones are the most qualified, I think is a really important tool to have as a recruiter today, just because otherwise you find yourself sifting through hundreds of applications trying to find the best person. And um, sometimes, you know, maybe you bring somebody in that you think is a great fit and then don't even show up for the interview. So it's really tough yeah. to tell. You really don't get a whole lot of background into those applicants. You get a really high quantity of applicants coming in, but it's really hard to gauge how many of those are really qualified. Yeah, and that's kind of been the frustrating thing that, you know, back back in my day, I hate to say that, you know, because my day is still now, but, you know, we, we, you might set up five interviews and you end up getting two or three people coming. Is that becoming pretty standard that people don't come? And why, I mean, do they just don't feel an obligation to come or they, what do you think's happening there? You know, I think it's a variety of things there, David. I think, um, for one, as I mentioned, it's an applicant's market today. So when you are having that mass apply approach as a candidate, um, you might be getting approached by several different companies at once. And so at this point, you're now gauging, all right, which of these companies that is approaching me now is going to be the best fit. So maybe you agree to interviews from six different organizations. And so um, you get a, a better offer. And then um, it's interesting um, observation just on the market today. Maybe it's a societal thing, but you know, generally you would say, oh, you know, I actually received an offer over here. I'm going to take that. But I see a lot of people today, um, what we call ghosting, which is um, ghosting, basically, yeah, yeah just, just leaving everybody, leaving people hanging out to dry. And it's, it's really frustrating 
um, when you're on the receiving end of that. And so I think those are some of the things that, that play into it. But um, I've also seen other things um, where, you know, people are applying, um, you know, in order to get unemployment, things like that, to basically show that they're actively applying. And um, so I think it's a variety of different things. But I think the former that I mentioned is probably the most common. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you know, we, we just don't have that. I mean, it seems like anymore we don't have that sense of trying to follow up when we decide not to choose somebody saying, thanks for the opportunity. I made another choice. I appreciate the opportunity, whatever it is, but that communication nowadays sort of never, never doesn't happen very much anymore. Yeah. And it really, it really is a shame, you know, it made things a lot easier on, on everybody's end, but it's just the, uh, the landscape and the environment that, that we're working with today, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 So, you know, the one thing about Talent Reef that I think is interesting is it is that comprehensive solution from recruiting to developing your your employee. And that's, I think that's pretty exciting. But once you're starting to use an application, do you feel like using an application like that can sort of gives you a heads up when, when you're, you know, when, when a particular employee is looking at two or three companies, the way you interact with your prospective employee, you know, via text messaging, being on the phone, does that give you a leg up when people are starting to choose companies they want to work for? I do think so, yes. I think it's um, really on two fronts there, uh, the way to gain an, a competitive advantage um, in that is there, you go through two, two methods really. And one is to increase the, um, the quality of that application experience. So um, whether, you know, you want that to be a quick and streamlined application, or you really want to emphasize your branding and all the different um, great, maybe philanthropy things that your, that your company does, things like that, to really get a candidate excited about applying for your organization, that can certainly give you a leg up. And then being able mm -hmm. to actively follow up with those people, I think is very important as well. Um, one thing that we do here at Talent Reef is we um, have uh, email and text campaigns and capabilities that um, managers at the, at the location level are able to utilize to really engage those people, um, not only to follow up from an application, but you know, to schedule interviews. Um, and again, really keep that, that um, applicant engaged throughout the process. I think um, that's really important because if it, that communication is spotty, then you can give the applicant the excuse me. You can give the applicant um, the impression that maybe you're not that interested, or you're too busy for them, things like that. So I absolutely do think that being able to constantly engage those applicants um, from the moment that they apply until they get in through onboarding and, and are hired into your organization is really important. And we actually see quite a few metrics that show that when you are able to increase the quality of that experience, it actually increases your retention rates with those employees as well. So I think it's a very important and maybe underutilized and, and um, aspect of the hiring process that certainly does give a leg up when it comes to recruiting. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that as employers we have to think about is how can we differentiate ourselves from other employers. And I think, you know, we, we don't ever think about, but the employees are judging us through that recruiting process. You know, they're saying, is this a place I want to work? Do these guys have their act together? Are they responsive? Do they, you know, are they going to look at me as an individual? And, and, you know, that's the beauty of automation is you can, you can manage that a lot easier than if you were trying to do it manually. Absolutely. No, I would 100% agree. Yeah. So let, let's kind of talk about the process too. So do you rely on job boards like Indeed still for recruiting or how does that, how does that work with Talent Read? Absolutely. So the way that, um, that we, uh, go about our approach for recruiting here at Talent Reef is to give employers a diversified approach and really um, expand the different channels that they're able to use for recruiting. So we do see that job boards are the highest drivers of applicants. In fact, uh, just in this year alone, about 64% 
of the applicants that get hired through Talent Reef came through job boards. And um, as I mentioned before, about 84% of applicants coming through job boards today are coming through Indeed. Um, the second, the two um, backups to Indeed, the second and third place were Glassdoor and Google Jobs coming in at 5% and 3%. So it's a, interesting. It's, yeah, it's okay. very interesting. Indeed definitely dominates that market. And so job boards are definitely high traffic. And so being able to um, manage your postings on job boards like Indeed with um, high visibility is really important today. And also being able to go through um, what Indeed calls a quick apply, um, it definitely helps out a lot and, and is a great tool for increasing that applicant flow. Um, but to back up and take a step back here for a second um, towards that recruiting approach, there's a lot of other ways that um, Talent Reef helps get those job board, excuse me, those job postings out into the market and really increase our clients' branding throughout the job market. Um, other ways would be um, by building out branded careers pages um, that is basically a homepage for all of those applicants to drive to. Um, using things okay. like social media, really important today, especially with Gen Zs and millennials coming into the workforce. Um, almost all of them are on social media, so being able to use that as a resource. And then at the location level, um, utilizing tools like text to apply and Snapchat and QR codes really help out a lot with walk-in traffic. Um, okay. And so when an applicant walks in, you know, rather than handing them a paper application that takes 30 minutes to fill out, you can say, oh, text this code um, to this number and uh, it, will, it will bring you to our page and you can apply right here in, in less than 10 minutes. Um, okay. That really helps out. Snapchat, again, is one of those um, social media outlets. Um, it basically links to your camera and you can just hover it over that code and it does the exact same thing. So we try to, again, give that diversified approach and not um, pigeonhole you, if you will, into one recruiting um, recruiting resource. And we find that that really does help out quite a bit, especially as I mentioned, in increasing branding throughout the job market. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, I think it's super key. So are you managing that all through Talent Reef? So do you make a connector between, so you have your job descriptions and everything else and you say, I need to hire. So this particular car wash location has to hire a new assistant manager. So will that be managed out of Talent Reef? And then you hook into all the connectors and indeed and social media or how how does that work that's correct so from a logistics standpoint um, basically what that manager would do is sign into talent reef and they can create that job requisition and what that will automatically do then is blast um, that job requisition out to all of those sources that i just mentioned um, especially on those job boards um, and we're able to manage those on an evergreen basis as well uh, to really help make sure that those are refreshing on a consistent basis and, and again maintaining that visibility on the job board that i was alluding to beforehand Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Okay. So there's a little bit of gamification involved in this process. So it seems kind of cool to the employee, the prospective employee, if they can scan a QR code or they can get a text message that they can link on to fill out an application. Where, where does the, you know, where does the, it seems like there's a high level of engagement and kind of fun applying for jobs with something like Talent Reef. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, that goes back to, again, that candidate experience and, and really trying to engage all members of the workforce, especially as it changes um, to the next generations down. And so being able to utilize innovative new tools um, like those mobile capabilities through camera, through the Snapchat, uh, through text codes, things like that. It does excite the, the applicants because, um, you know, not everyone's using it. This year, really, text to apply has been um, a big hit throughout the hourly workforce and um, pretty mm -hmm. much every HR solution out there today is uh, trying to incorporate that into their into their um, recruiting strategy. So um, it definitely it increases the um, candidate experience there, the quality of it that is. 
um, and helps out with that as well, which again, that candidate experience um, definitely has a positive correlation on the retention of that particular uh, individual as well. Right, right. So um, as far as, you know, dealing with, why don't you give us a quick thumbnail of just kind of all the different processes that Talent Reef offers to companies? Absolutely. I'd be happy to, David. So in a nutshell, what Talent Reef is, is an end-to-end -end talent management and acquisition um, solution. So um, really our bread and butter is on that recruiting and applicant tracking side of things, uh, and it, which really um, helps out in job markets like we have today. So again, um, using that diversified approach to recruiting to not only increase applicant flow, but then on the back end through our applicant tracking system, being able to um, give managers at, the, at each location the ability to um, qualify those applicants that are coming through. Um, we have a couple different tools that, um, that allows them to do that, but basically they're able to go in and immediately figure out the top five or 10% of applicants um, that are coming in. And, and from there, um, by being able to identify those people, getting them through that hiring process in, in an efficient manner um, really does help out because then those managers are spending less time bogged down in paperwork, um, sifting through applications and more time out on the floor uh, doing what you pay them to do, which is actually manage. Um, going sure. one step further there, once they do decide which applicants they want to hire, um, we do offer digitized onboarding capabilities as well, which uh, allows you to digitize all um, you know, state and federal forms, I-9s, uh, handbooks, really anything um, in that paper onboarding packet that you, that you give to those new hires today, we're able to digitize and they're able to get through that very quickly. Um, one note that I will say on that end as well is um, Talent Reef helps um, with compliance throughout this entire process, so whether it be through providing interview guides that are fully compliant, um, the, the application process, uh, as well as managing all of those state and federal forms. We stay on top of that for the employers so that they don't have to do that and make sure that all of those forms are fully compliant there. Um, and finally, to round it all off on the back end, um, we help with training as well as employee engagement to really help retain those employees. And that um, is basically um, summed up using uh, goals, uh, evaluations, and warnings. So if you have those processes today, then we can fully digitize those and make sure that uh, those managers are staying on top of their employees, making sure they're happy, making sure that they're invested in their success moving forward. Uh, and we find that that is a great tool to make sure that those employees are happy and, and stay with your uh, company a lot longer. Yeah. So, so obviously if I show up day one and I'm going to onboard, I would use your system to do a lot of that, that work. So obviously it doesn't really make sense to onboard somebody on a phone so they could use a, a PC or a workstation to enter in the information they've got. Is that, is that correct? That is correct. And uh, I will also bring it one step further there, David, in the, the onboarding process, everything in the system is fully mobile capable. As I mentioned today, um, pretty much everybody's attached to those smartphones at the hip. So being able to access the entire system, both from the applicant and employee side of things, as well as on the management side of things from a mobile device uh, is really important today. Uh, in fact, with um, applications, uh, devices using applications, excuse me, today, um, we see that about 67% of the people that applied this year came through a mobile device, um, which about 30% of them being coming from a, a desktop or a PC. So uh, it's okay. interesting the way that it's, it's shifting. Everybody is, um, even today, especially in the millennial and Gen Z generations, maybe don't even own a computer, just have that, that smartphone. So yeah. uh, being able to engage them and go through the process on that is really important as well. So it is all, it is all mobile capable throughout the entire system. So is the goal to get them to onboard before they start their first day? I mean, can you do that? And do most companies do that? Or do they wait until they come on site? 
Um, I would say it's uh, on a case-by-case basis. Um, what we try to do at Talent Reef is mirror the workflows that work really well for our clients today and improve the places that they'd like to. So um, sometimes uh, they will, our, our clients like to have those onboarding forms all filled out before the first day of training. Other times uh, they want the manager to actually sit down with those new applicants and go through those forms, make sure that everything uh, is filled out uh, correctly there. So um, it kind of depends. I'd say it's a subjective basis, but um, a lot of I, a lot of our clients, I would say, do um, have the, the applicants fill it out beforehand coming in for training. And it, we find that that really does streamline the process quite a bit. Yeah. It also kind of discourages people from ghosting you and not showing up the first day if they want through the effort to, to onboard. Absolutely. Yes. 100%. This episode of the How a Car Washing is brought to you by National Car Wash Solutions. National Car Wash Solutions is the parent company of the industry-leading brands McNeil, Ryco, CleanTouch, TSS, and Vacutech. NCS provides the finest car wash systems, cleaning solutions, maintenance and service, education, marketing, and vacuums in all of North America. They offer their products and services that help car wash operators like you grow their customer base, increase loyalty, and become more profitable. To learn more about NCS, just visit their website at ncswash.com. That's ncswash.com. So, you know, there's a lot of, so I give, give an example on onboarding. So we use, we use E-Verify to make sure the employee was valid to work here in the U.S. Do, do you integrate to that or does it flip over to E-Verify or how does that work with a system like Talent Reef? Yeah, so that um, integration does go to the Social Security Administration, um, and, it, and what it does is uh, basically allows for E-Verify to be run in that onboarding process on the manager's end. Um, another thing that's really great about what Talent Reef does is we do provide E-Verify um, training so that if those managers aren't familiar with it, then they are able to run that. Um, so that is fully integrated into the onboarding process as well. Okay, so do, do they have to go to E-Verify as a separate application or can they do it through, through your application? They can do it all in Talent Reef. So uh, we try to keep everything um, inside the system so that you don't have to leave and go to different applications. So everything throughout that hiring process is done on the manager's portal in the onboard, or excuse me, in Talent Reef. Okay, okay. And then well, what are some of the pitfalls that people find? I mean, the, 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 the compliance issues are not getting easier. They're getting more complex and complicated. And I know even in Colorado, there's been some changes made to what we can do on our job application. There's the check the box legislation that says we can't ask certain questions now during the application process. But how does, how does working with a company like Talent Reef help me stay on top of those things? Um, I would say that the major benefit of working with a company like Talent Reef is that um, we take all of those compliance um, problems, if you will, and we manage them all for you. So we're, we're constantly staying on top of um, both state and federal regulations when it comes to compliance. Uh, so whether, you know, you need to get your I-9s updated or your state and federal forms updated, that's something that Talent Reef stays on top of and notifies you. And if there's any work on the client's end, then uh, we obviously notify you and, and help work through those things. But uh, we're constantly staying on top of those things, making sure that, um, again, that entire hiring process, both from the app- application to the interview to onboarding is fully compliant. Um, taking that one step further, when it goes to, when, when an applicant is filling out forms like the I-9, let's say, for example, 
Um, one thing that I hear a lot from uh, hiring managers and, and HR departments is that, um, especially with a paper process, you have applicants that fill them out incorrectly. Maybe the social security Correct, number, yeah. you know, doesn't have enough digits, things like that. And from there, it can really be um, a huge burden to go back through uh, for that manager and, and fix all those mistakes to get them in uh, and get them in the system um, correctly. And so, uh, what we do here at Talent Reef is include um, several different checkpoints uh, throughout the I-9 and all those state and tax forms to make sure that it is being filled out correctly. So uh, just to use that example again, let's say an applicant is going through their I-9 and um, fills out an incomplete social security number. It actually won't let them continue unless, un unless they fill that out correctly. So uh, it really helps to mitigate all of those um, errors and, and again, streamline that entire process while avoiding a lot of the, the trouble that can come from mistakes in that process. Okay. So if, if I had a job application that I loaded up in Talent Reef and it was not compliant with Colorado state law, how would I know that? Would you guys have a consulting arm that looks at it or do I have to ask you to look at it or how does that work? Yeah. So we have a department here that stays on top of all of those things. Um, if you were to sign up with Talent Reef and go through implementation, we'd uh, of course set up all of the customization aspects of that application and uh, make sure that everything in there was compliant before you actually went live to make sure we avoided any um, any potential hiccups there uh, beforehand. So um, we have, yeah, our account support team, we have a full department here that um, stays on top of those things and makes sure that before a job posting goes out um, and before an application is live, that everything in that is fully compliant. And if that changes down the line as well, um, we stay on top of that and notify our clients to let them know that, hey, we need to go in and make a few changes based off of these new regulations um, and work with them to do that in a timely manner. Okay. Cool. So one of the big issues I have I always had running car washes was training my employees. We always have manual processes for training. Tell me what, what, what are the advantages of the online comprehensive training program you guys offer employers? Yeah. So I would say personally, I've worked in the service industry. I've worked in uh, several different industries before working here at Talent Reef. And, and I do believe that a lot of people are very hands-on learners. So I definitely don't think that that's something that should be taken out of a process, of course, depending on what industry you're in. Um, so hands-on training definitely is still important, but um, the part of our the training that we incorporate into our platform here at Talent Reef are things like quizzes, maybe any videos that you have today. So for the food service industry, let's use that as an example. Um, any videos, you know, teaching employees how to um, how to store foods correctly, how to make sure that you're you're maintaining those uh, sanitation um, standards, everything like that. If there's videos or quizzes, um, even presentations, you know that. Um, you have them go through maybe on a first day of orientation. Those are things that we will incorporate into the system um, to let the the uh, employees go through it, whether it be with a manager or at home before they come in to do that hands-on training. Um, we can do it either way. I find that a lot of the clients that choose to um, have their their new candidates go through this process before coming in for training. A lot of times we'll have them like watch a video or go through a presentation and then take a quiz afterwards to make sure that they actually uh, retained all of that information. So there's a few, again, different ways to run it. It's kind of subjective, but um, basically it's everything from a virtual or a media standpoint that we can support here in Talent Reef. Okay. Awesome. And then how do you track the development of employees? So, you know, if you want to get them promoted or how they're training, what, 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 you know, obviously doing, Performance reviews on a periodic basis is important to let employees know where they're at and what they can do better. How does Talent Reef address those issues? 
So the way that we address those issues here at Talent Roof is we have several best practices provided by um, all, of our, our, all of our current clients um, based off of what works well for them as far as engaging those employees. Uh, we can also incorporate any um, current processes that, that clients have before they come in. So uh, let's just say, for example, um, you have a client that comes in and says, I want to be in a management position in a year and a half. Then you can set out a plan, a list of goals, whether those be uh, you know, maybe sales goals or, or um, evaluations, but from their peers, things like that, certain um, threshold that they'd have to reach in order to get to those. And then you can have them check in, um, let's say on a quarterly basis, on a monthly basis, really whatever you'd like to have it do. You can check in with those managers to say, hey, are you meeting these goals? This is where we're at. Um, and evaluations really do key into this quite a bit. Um, being able to get feedback both from your manager and from manager to get feedback from their employees via applications uh, really helps with that communication and, and helps management understand exactly where their employees are at from a satisfaction standpoint. Um, and by doing that, you're able to show that you're invested in your employees. You're able to show that you want them to grow and be a valuable asset to your organization moving forward. Um, and so I think those are probably the, the major aspects of, of that of that process, excuse me, um, to retain employees. And then Again, taking it one step further there, you know, if you have um, warnings that you issue in, in the system, like maybe if somebody no call, no shows or is late for a mm -hmm. shift, then you can um, manage those warnings, have the employees sign off on them and have them all consolidated in a digitized system. Uh, again, really helps out with those managers um, reducing filing, reducing paperwork and having, again, that all in one system where they can go in and quickly understand where somebody's at, what they need to do. Um, and again, all of that is... Um, on a schedule basis. So you can have a notify employee, have a managers being notified um, when they, when they need to do these things and, and maybe someone, something's overdue. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. I think that notification of when things need to be due and also having the visibility. One thing I had as a multi-site owner was it was very frustrating to me to see where my employees were in terms of training, where they were in terms of their evaluations, what employees were, I was struggling with, uh, because of warnings and, and obviously having a comprehensive system that you can look at online keeps me from having to flipping through the files, HR files and each employee and finding out how things are going. Exactly. Yeah, it really, it really is a great tool for managers. And again, it's really the goal of it is to make sure that they're able to get in and out of the system quick under get the information that they need and then go apply it. Um, and one thing that I will say um, about Talent Reef that probably differentiates us a little bit from um, a lot of our competitors is that we're able to give these resources to managers at the location level being designed for a, a decentralized hiring model. Um, mm -hmm. So you're able to give each manager these all these tools rather than uh, maybe just one HR manager at a, at a centralized hiring location. Um, and then from um, a perspective of, of maybe a centralized HR department, um, there's role based visibility. So maybe if um, a manager at a location, you only want them to be able to see the applicants that are coming in through their particular location, they can have visibility there while maybe an HR director in the home office is able to see all of the different stores, all of the different applicants and, and employees and be able to manage them from there as well. So uh, I think that's really important as well, being able to give those managers at the location level the tools to perform these things and, and ultimately hold on to those employees for a longer period of time just because turnover tends to be one of the highest costs, especially in hourly workforce. So if you're able to drive that down even by a little bit, um, the cost savings are massive. Yeah, it's huge. And it also kind of shows that you care about the employee when you're gone to this effort to create a system, a roadmap, the, the high level of communication with them. Because, you know, I found even with different 
car wash managers, you had different levels of communication style. You had different, you know, different, like some people communicated a lot. Some people didn't communicate at all. Some people were really good at getting their paperwork done. Some people were not. And it created inconsistencies in the way we wanted to kind of approach our employees and having an automated system, I think helps address that, which I think answers the question I'm about to ask you, what are some of the major differences between an hourly workforce and a more professional workforce in terms of how systems address that? But I think hourly workforces are a lot more mobile and, you know, they're willing to, they're willing to go from job to job to job, probably more so than professional people, do you find? Yes, I would absolutely agree, especially in this hiring climate that we're in today. Um, I think that turnover is a lot higher in the hourly workforce rather than um, maybe in a salaried workforce. Um, and being able to, like you said, um, give those managers the tools to, to engage those employees really helps with consistency as well. If you think about it, comparing more of a centralized hiring model, which you see a lot of salaried workers in versus mm -hmm. um, hourly, which is a lot of times decentralized. Um, it's a lot easier to maintain consistency and decentralized because you oftentimes have one or maybe a team of people that's able to um, go over all of these things and, and evaluate. But when you're at a decentralized hiring model, it's a little tougher to keep tabs on the managers and make sure that they're checking in with their employees, making sure they're running evaluations and making sure that those employees at that level are happy. And so um, that's one thing that, again, I think is a major differentiator with Talent Reef is that you're able to do that at the location level, but then also see it at the at the central level as well and make sure that you're keeping tabs on those managers and maintaining consistency across the organization um, from a retention standpoint. Right. Good. You know, I think I, I think that's super. And I can I can imagine how it just creates that, you know, consistency to me is very important with the employee experience. Like, you know, also as a car wash owner, you know, having consistency with our customers and their experience is important, but we don't we need to be able to demonstrate that as an employer that we have a consistent experience with employees. And in turn, we expect them to have a consistent experience with our customers. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it definitely, it's definitely a huge benefit. And, and yet you're right. You know, if, if everything's not consistent on the internally, then, you know, how can you expect a consistent um, customer experience as well? So um, ultimately bottom lines, obviously are the most important thing for owners. And so if you can um, increase the the profits of that bottom line through, um, increasing the quality of your processes internally, it absolutely pays huge dividends. dividends yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, so one last question on assessments. I know that you've got assessments built in to your application where you can kind of assess the employees. Tell me about assessments. I've loved assessments. I've used them for years. Is that becoming pretty standard? I noticed on this last job posting on Indeed, they've got a built-in baked-in assessment. I can say these are the qualities I'm looking for in a manager. Um, and they've got assessments built in, but well, how is assessments, how have they evolved? Is it pretty much expected now that most employees do assessments? Yeah, it's pretty standard uh, throughout, I would say both uh, hourly and salary hiring today. Um, I will say though that assessments tend to be the most useful for um, higher level positions, whether it be management, maybe key holder positions. So a lot of times one of the best practices that we recommend here at Talent Reef is to use the assessments for those higher level positions. Um, because you obviously want to get a little bit of a deeper read into those individuals, making sure that um, from a behavioral and cognitive level, um, you're able to trust them that, they, that they're able to perform those tasks and, um, excuse me, perform those tasks well. Um, so what we see as, as a result is um, when you use the assessments for those hiring, hiring managers, again, you're able to get a deeper um, read into that person's character 
Um, whereas more at the hourly level, again, a lot of times um, those applicants are looking for a quick streamlined application experience. And so um, mm -hmm. something that we've done here at Talent Reef um, to really help engage those people while still being able to give you the insight into that person and how well they're going to be a fit for your organization is um, we actually have two levels of screenings that you can choose from. One is the assessments and the other is what we call position fitness questions. And this is extremely customizable on a client uh, basis and by a position and location as well. So you can determine, you know, what traits, what abilities are going to make a person a good fit for that position and incorporate that into, um, into a, um, a series of questions, if you will, um, to again, grade that person based off of how they, how they answer those questions on a five-star scale. We find that by being able to do that, you don't result, it doesn't result in any drop-off um, with the hourly workforce. So a lot of times those hourly employees are mainly using those position fitness questions, whereas managers, key, key holders, higher level positions are doing both the position fitness and the assessments. Um, assessments today are interesting. Um, I think a lot of people have a love-hate relationship with them um, just because a lot of them do tend to be long. Uh, there's a million different providers out there. The one that we use at Talent oh, yeah. Reef is called Outmatch. And they provide a series of different types of assessments depending on what industry you're in and what position you're holding. Um, so the, the lengths can vary. But um, what I have heard just speaking with operators um, is that a lot of times if you are incorporating assessments that take a long time, it results in a lot of drop off with those applicants. So again, it's that attention span thing we were talking about earlier where an applicant's going through the, the, the application and they get to the sixth or seventh page of the assessment and they're like, man, this is taking way too long. This isn't worth, yeah. this isn't worth my time. I'm done. Um, yeah. And that's obviously no good for anybody. Something that we do on our end at Talent Reef is we are able to track drop off. Um, as well as track and report on, you know, which report, excuse me, which recruiting channels are the most successful for um, our clients and customize the application based off of that. But yeah, it really is interesting with assessments. I don't know. Did you, what was your opinion of assessments when you were a car? I, I liked them because I always felt like, I always think there's an art to hiring and a science to hiring. And so you try to say, I like this person. I think they'd be a good fit, but that's more gut intuition. And then the assessment would tell me if, you know, based on the answers they gave, if it was a good assessment, is this person truly a good fit? Or are there glaring errors that I need to take a look at? Because I think one problem you run into as an employer when you're hiring is you want to fill that position. And so you are sometimes filtering what somebody's saying because you want to get the position filled and you want to get on with your life after the position's filled. And sometimes you're missing you know, some glaring blind spots there that you're not paying attention to because you're biased and trying to hire. Absolutely. I think that's really great insight there, David. And, um, you know, it's, I think one of the biggest mistakes that recruiters and hiring managers um, tend to make is trying to just get the warm body in that position. You know what I mean? And, right, and right. getting it filled as fast as possible when really you're hurting yourself on the back end, because if you can fill it with a, with an applicant who's maybe not qualified or maybe who isn't super engaged in um, working for your organization, then that person tends to work for you for, uh, let's, let's say a month and then they leave. And again, you have that, yeah. turn, that huge turnover cost. So as much um, insight as you're able to get on the front end, I think is always valuable to make sure that you are hiring people that are going to stay with you, people that are excited about working for your organization. Um, and again, it just uh, comes back down to that bottom line again. If you can get people to stay with you longer, you're going to reduce those turnover costs and improve your bottom line. Yeah, yeah, it'll make you less frustrated because the person's a better fit. You know, and, and when I talk about assessments, there's two types of assessments. There are they a functionally good fit 
And then the one that's the more challenging one is what's their motivation? Are they motivated to do this type of job or not? Because you got to have somebody who's a good fit, but they're not motivated to work in the car wash industry. Or they don't like outdoors or they don't like dealing with cranky customers. And so you've got to get people that are motivated to do it as much as have a functional fit. And that, that could be challenging for assessments. Absolutely. And no, I, I would definitely agree with that. And I also think it's interesting to, based off of the market that you're in as well. Um, we see a lot of um, times with more urban markets, they have really high applicant flow. And so they can afford to use assessments for all of their employees because the ones that fill those assessments out, go through that entire process are the ones that are excited to work, that are um, competitive about getting that job. Whereas on the flip side, uh, sometimes in more rural markets where you don't have quite as big of applicant flow, if you have that those mm -hmm. assessments of incorporated, um, a lot of times that can reduce that, that can result in drop off. And if that's happening, then um, there's a very finite job market in, in in those places, and so you're missing out on those people. So I also think it's subjective as well, and and depending on the job market that you're in um, is really indicative of of what your recruiting approach should be. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of car wash owners, I just need a warm body, you know, and it just makes me crazy when they say that because no, you don't need a warm body. You need somebody who's interested in doing the job. And it's, it's almost a laziness in some respects when you're hiring and recruiting because, you know, you're, it means you don't value that position and that position is your key frontline position for your customers. You know, you want to make sure you've got the right people in there and, and, and put the emphasis and the effort in that. And, you know, the other thing too is if you don't have a good hiring and recruiting process, then you tend to hang on to people longer than you should because you know, well, it's going to be hard for me to, you know, recruit and hire somebody new. So I'm just going to put up with nonsense where maybe if you had a good hiring and recruiting engine up front, you know, you'd have a lot more confidence in finding the right person to fill that job. You're not going to put up with a lot of nonsense. Absolutely. I agree. It's definitely a slippery slope when you start down that path of you know, I need to hold on to this person because I'm not going to be able to get somebody else in here. I'm going to spend a ton of money on job boards to, to replace this person. Uh, then you kind of start a vicious cycle, if you will, of, of allowing things to, to slip by. And, and ultimately, it just results in a lower quality of work and a, and a lower quality of an experience for your customers. So I think it's really important to hire the correct people. And I think it starts on the front end as well with just branding and, and promoting your brand, showing what you do well and what it's like to work for this organization. And if you can do that for applicants when they're looking at your job, I think you naturally at attract people that, that are going to be good fits for you and are going to improve your, your customers' experiences as well. So it's, it's really important. I think the front end, um, there's a lot of you know, hidden costs, if you will, that, that, don't re that aren't really seen by hiring maybe people that aren't the right fits that are, or that aren't qualified. And so if you can improve the quality of people, you'll improve the quality of product and ultimately um, improve that that experience on your customer's end as well. Yeah, no, I agree with that. You know, I just think, and you also run off your good employees too, if you're hiring bad ones and keeping them and putting up with nonsense because good people won't, won't stand for that. But I, I love the whole idea of branding during the recruiting and hiring process. If you do a good job of that, that will attract a better quality candidate. So, and I think that's the cool thing about what your system does and automated HR systems do is they give you those capabilities to interact with your with your prospective employees in, in ways that you can't do otherwise. Absolutely. No, I, I would agree. And I, and I appreciate that, David. We've definitely seen some really great feedback, especially from the car wash community. Again, um, being able to work in a decentralized hiring model, we do work in a variety of different 
um, industries, but we find that definitely at the at the convenience store and car wash levels as well, it really helps to be able to again get that consistency that we were talking about before through the managers and and overall just improving the quality of that hiring process, improving the quality of the people that you're bringing in, um, really only has positive benefits at, in the in the end yeah. of the day. Certainly, I agree. I agree with that. I'm I'm a big proponent of you know creating a great experience for your employees because they'll create a great experience for their customers. So, if people want to find out more information about Talent Reef. How would they get a hold of you to uh, get some more information? Yeah, so a couple different ways. The, the best way probably is to go online to www.talentreef.com. And from there, you can, um, you can reach out to us. You can ask us to reach out to you um, to for more information. I'm also available on LinkedIn and very active there. So if you want to look me up, Riley Babcock, then uh, absolutely feel free to um, send me a direct message as well. And I'd be more than happy to provide some more perspectives and more information on our system. But uh, yeah, I would definitely say that the homepage on the website um, is a great resource for anybody who's interested in uh, looking at a digitized HR system. Yeah, no doubt. If, if you, if they get to the point where it says, how'd you hear about us? Say Riley Babcock's podcast is the way I heard about this. So make sure he gets credit for it. Absolutely. Thanks so much, David. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, he needs credit. He's a sales guy, so he needs credit for this. So make 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 sure you give him credit. So, well, great, Riley. Thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun, uh, exciting. What's going on with technology and hiring, and uh, you know, the, the talent reef is definitely on the forefront of that. Wonderful. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, David. It was a pleasure speaking with you. And if I can ever be a resource to you down the road, then absolutely feel free to reach out. Okay, we'll do it again. Appreciate that. So thanks for listening to this episode of the How of Car Washing. We always appreciate on comments on Apple iTunes and Stitcher. If you're an Android person, you know, you can listen to us on Spotify as well. And a few other places you can always find us. You can go to our website at thehowofcarwashing.com if you'd like to go there as well. Leave us a comment and let us know what you want to hear in the future. But for David Begin and Riley, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time on The How of Car Washing. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Howell Car Wash. And I once again want to thank our sponsor, National Car Wash Solutions. If you're interested in any aspect of car wash equipment, maintenance, service, education, or marketing, they're the people to go to. If you want to find out more information about National Car Wash Solutions, go to ncswash.com. Thank you for listening to the How of Car Washing. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofcarwashing.com. And leave us a comment if you have a topic you would like discussed. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you next time on The How of Car Washing.